Hoodoo Plant Mamas Get your soul fed and your spirit red This here ain't no trend I possess the power from way back when Back when folk was stripped from all of their kin So they had to find the magic within Ancestors and gather my herbs I conjure at my altar Hoodoo Plant Mamas I manifest growth and I release trauma. Child, we just out here trying to water our plants and mind our business, you know? Everybody here from the deep south, man. Everybody can have culture like us. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Hootie Plant Mamas. I'm your host, Leah Nicole. And I'm Danny B. So welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to talk about love spells since it's February. It's the month of love. Also Black History Month and our birthdays, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but first, let's check in. Danny V, how have you been doing? How was your birthday? I've been doing okay. My birthday was cool. I mean, I was at the house, of course. Um, yeah, it was delightful. I feel like I was feeling some feels for a minute. But then I got over it. I don't know. You know that weird thing when you're getting older. You're just like, oh, I wish my life looked like X, Y, Z. But it's all good. What about you? (laughs) I'm going to say ditto. I was feeling a bit, I don't know what the feeling was. I wouldn't say sad, but it was just like heavy. Um, And then I found out there was a new moon right before my birthday. And I was like, maybe that's it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I also spent my birthday at the house. I did do a few things before my birthday. Like I went and got gave blood and I got a massage. But other than that, I was at the house um, enjoying myself, getting my birthday messages from people, <laughs> getting a, a little bit of money. So yeah. So let's do some gratitude. Danny, right. what are you grateful for? Man, I feel like I was thinking about this a few days ago, but I'm thankful to be alive. (laughs) Um, If you're into astrology and that kind of thing, I guess you've heard of, um, what is it called? Your Saturn return? Saturn's return, yeah. Yeah, so according to the, I know there's different types of astrology. According to the more traditional one, mine has begun. So I'm in the middle of that. And, um, oh, I know what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my friends and the support, the way they support me. And even when I'm feeling like, oh, I can't do something or what, what, (laughs) you know, this person said, you know, I'm in over my head or whatever. And they're like, nah, fuck them. You can do it. You can't, you know, be relying on validation so that's something that happened recently where I was questioning myself and my ability and my friends like shut that all the way down so I'm (laughs) thankful for that because sometimes you need that that's true me I I would also say I'm very grateful for everyone who reached out to me on my birthday um I definitely I didn't realize like how much I needed that and just to see like I had a childhood friend reach out to me 
And I also had like someone I gave plants to, she like reached out to me and was like, look at the plants that you gave me. So it just, it was a very like warm and validating feeling to have all these people who I've like been with at some point in my life kind of reach out to me and say, happy birthday. So I'm grateful for that. So thank y'all if you reached out to me. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, that, that felt good. That always feels good. Um, well, I guess we could get into the show. So do you want to give us a little background? So today we're talking about love spells and y'all's foolishness. So, (laughs) um, yeah, Leah, can you give us a background of like what you know about love spells and that kind of thing? Yeah, I can, I can try my best. Um, so it was maybe like a year or so ago, Mama Rue posted about love spells, which really made me think differently about um, how they're used. Because I think a lot of us think that love spells are just like you are manipulating someone to falling in love with you and blah, blah, blah. But the way Mama Rue said is that many love spells that our female ancestors practice were not love spells, but protection spells by binding. An example is during slavery, um, people would bind themselves to their to their spouse or to their children to stop them from being sold off somewhere where they couldn't find them anymore. Um, and then another example is after slavery, women would bind men to them because that meant that if a man was in the house, the bills were paid, the kids were fed. So in that way, it was a part of um, protection and survival. Also, if there was a man in the house, the chance of another man coming in and doing harm to the women and children significantly reduced um but something that I want to add is that black women have always had to work so even if there was a man in the house black women still had to work there's this source um female labor force participation the origin of black and white differences 1870 and 1880 by Claudia Golden and she said that in 1880 35.4% of married black women and 73.3% of single Black women were in the labor force, compared with only 7.3% of married white women and 23.8% of single white women. So three times as many single Black women were in the labor force as single white women. And then if a Black woman got married, her chances of being in the labor force were half. And so the reason that's important is that Black women not only had to face racial discrimination, but there were also other elements. For example, if a Black woman could only find work in a white family's house, there was a high chance that she was going to experience sexual assault. So having a man in the house doing these love spells meant that not only was it protection, like my kids are fed you know, my bills are paid. It was also protection of like, I don't have to go out there and experience whatever the world is trying to give to me, whether that's racial or sexual violence. Like overall, I just wanted to add that love spells were not used to quote unquote trap a man or to steal a man. I mean, some people may have done that, but overwhelmingly it was about protection um, and many of these old relationships that we glorify and say like, oh, you know, our grandparents used to stay together. A lot of times it, they weren't healthy relationships, but they were a means of survival under white supremacy capitalism. So, yeah, 
that is a little bit of the history of love spells, at least according to Mamaru. Yeah. Who is a hoodoo elder, for those who don't know. Yeah, and I also want to add, too, because I'm thinking about those numbers, it also allowed black women to be at home with their own kids. Like, because one of the things that happened a lot was that you're at these white people's house taking care of their kids and cleaning their house, and you can't even really... um, it can sometimes interfere with you nurturing your own children in a particular way. Um, and I mean, we could see that even today when black women, particularly like single black women who have children, you know, they're having to work so much that sometimes you can't spend as much time with your kids. Like, you know, a lot of us have experienced that if you had a single working parent. Um, so there were a lot of the times, like you said, the benefit was economic. Like it was an economic benefit and it was already hard being black, being black and alone and also just getting by, like not having what you need and stuff. It was just a recipe for disaster. Um, So, yeah. So we really want to talk about, obviously, in honor of Valentine's Day, we're actually recording this on Valentine's Day, which is funny, but um Because one of the things that you kind of see floating around the internet, especially when you start kind of, you know, following certain accounts and getting into the scene of like, not just hoodoo, but any type of um, non-Western spiritual practice or whatever. A lot of people are obsessed with love. Like it's either money or love, but particularly love. And I remember coming across a lot of threads online about love spells and stuff. And it had me thinking a lot about the ethics of it, which is why that history is important. Because today, what are we like when we're like putting these love spells online and sharing this information? Like, okay, what are you using the love spells for? You know what I mean? Like, so let's start. Let's start here. Have you ever done um, a love spell? And then we could get to like why some of y'all got the game fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say I intentionally um, did a love spell, but I did when I was younger. I was like 14 and there was this guy I really liked, but also I knew he liked me. But he was in a relationship with someone else and like I would pray for him to be with me. And it was like a week after I had prayed about that, he broke up with his girlfriend and then we started dating. Which the thing after that was that like every year after that, he would not leave me alone. (laughs) All the way up until like a few months ago, he has like a woman and three kids and he was still messaging me. And I was like, oh, my God. But I had to do an uncrossing. And now he he hasn't talked to me since then. So, yeah. So the reason why I didn't used to feel this way, but I've also never done love spells. Um, I've never even I feel like I just now started asking for a partner, but I don't pray for anybody specific. So I might do like pray for like attracting a partner but I think I'd be reversing it because I'd be like, you know, God, please don't put no distractions in my way. And then God like, boom. So you ain't getting no partner <laughs> right now. But it started to bother me because I think about uh, how, let's say, 
obviously I've rejected people, so I'm not going to do that thing where I'm like, I've been hella rejected. I have rejected a lot of people too. And I'm just thinking about how, what if I didn't want to be with somebody and they fucking did a working on me to make me want them or to like bind me to them to the point where I'm feel like I'm in this spiritual warfare trying to get away from this person and I can't. And so me, for me, I started thinking about love binding spells if they're not to protect yourself or the other person, then it kind of feels like spiritual abuse. Because at the end of the day, we're not entitled to anybody. For me, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a love spell. Even if you like, nah, I want to get with this person. Like, I want to be intimate with this person or whatever. And I I guess there's a way to do that without, without binding them to you. Um, or if you want to attract just a person in general, but I feel like there's a thin line and I wonder like, okay, what's okay. Cause at the end of the day, like you aren't entitled to anybody. I don't think we should be using certain things, particularly that our ancestors use in a way that was literally for survival to then be like trying to trap somebody into a situation with us. Um, and it reminds me of this thread. Listen, y'all, I love being nosy on social media. I'll be all up in the comments like, what they talking about? Let me see all these different perspectives. Because I do like to see what other people are talking about and thinking about a subject. And y'all have all heard about the spaghetti trick. <laughs> really, it's just about, um, I mean, the it's not even a trick. The saying is that a woman can do things with her Mr. Blood. So it doesn't have to be spaghetti. It can it can get put in wine or anything. But with the spaghetti, it's I guess it's easier to mix in with the sauce and all of that stuff. I don't really know the theory behind it. I'm assuming that's what it is. And so I seen a thread where people were talking about that, how um, men have been told by their mothers and stuff, don't eat a woman's spaghetti or don't be careful whose spaghetti you eat. And there were like these stories of people saying like, yeah, I know someone that did that. And like the guy started stalking her like, or it turned, or it turned fatal, like some fatal attraction stuff. And it's also like, so I think about, I don't know if those stories were true. Obviously I'm saying it was a lot of people saying similar things. It was even some people saying I did that. And it was terrifying because eventually I realized like, I didn't really want that person like that. So I'm wondering like, okay, what happens if you're really into this person and you bind them to you? And then like, listen, the the butterflies fade eventually. So you have to be real with yourself. Is it really worth it? Like, and then if you're thinking about, no, I want to bind this person to me. Is this about you not wanting to be alone? Because that's also messed up, you know? So I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I Listen, I also know that some people disagree, okay? They're like, nah, I don't believe in that. You know, some people are just like, you can do whatever you want. It's fair game, you know? But for me, I feel like that's a matter... You kind of um, tiptoeing in tricky territory when it comes to trying to manipulate people, whether it's spiritual manipulation or more straightforward. Like when it comes to consent, then what do we call that? <laughs> when you making somebody want to be with you through these spiritual channels? Like, okay, well, what do we call that then? I ain't going to say it. I'm just saying that it's, it's a thin line. What are your thoughts? <laughs>
I definitely agree with everything you just said. Um, I was, there was a, a, a tarot reader on my Instagram who yesterday decided to like open their DMs and were like, you can ask me one question. I'll use cards and I'll read for you. And she straight up was like, do not ask me when you're going to find a husband because she said that's her number one question that she gets. And I'm like, really? But yeah, I do think it is kind of tricky when it comes to love spells because I think, and we talked about this in our relationship anarchy uh, mini-sode on our Patreon, but I think that we as a society put all of this emphasis on romantic relationships to the point where people are desperate, where they feel like I'm not complete unless I do this thing or I need to find a man to get some kind of like societal validation. I'm not even going to lie. Like there are privileges to being married in the society. Like one is taxes. Two for us, if we had like the same last name and we applied to live somewhere, our application would be cheaper than if we had two separate last names. Or even like we just forwarded our mail and they were like, you have to do two separate. You have to pay twice as much because you don't have the same last name. And it's like there are all of these little things in our society that privileges people who are married. So people want that marriage, not just for like, I'll be privileged in this society, but it's also like we view romantic relationships as the highest type of relationship. And I think that's the problem. And I think that's why people go to these extremes to try to get that but it's like you don't you don't need it I think that's privilege for me to say I'm in a relationship but you don't need a romantic relationship to be complete and you don't have to go through all these like excessive measures to get somebody yeah and and I wish listen I, I go through these periods where I'm like okay with being alone and then I'm like I wish some I had somebody help me pay these bills like my utility oh, bill is so point. damn high because it's cold <laughs> and I'm like oh man life would be so much easier if I had somebody to split the cost of everything with but at the same time if we being honest most of the time that's not even really what it's about for a lot of people because some people be taking care of grown-ass men so <laughs> and being mistreated because oh, we put did you listen to the lyrics in Jasmine Sullivan's songs? No, I haven't heard. I'll, I'm I'm really ashamed to say it. I haven't listened yet. Oh no, <laughs> I'm talking about the old stuff. Oh, too. <laughs> I'm I... like, girl, I just listen for the vocals. I'm not listening because she was like, if he got two strikes, I'm gonna take the rap because that's what a real bitch do. I'm like, Jasmine, no, <laughs> he going to jail. <laughs> listen, because it also. And I've experienced this. Sometimes I still experience. You feel like there's something wrong with you. Like not even just the the privilege. I mean, obviously, yeah, the way our society is structured and laws and stuff, you definitely privileged for being partnered or married. But even just like the way people view you, particularly women, this is mostly with women, um, where they're like, why she's still single or that kind of thing. Or people like... Even family, like family will start to harass you about it. And the closer you get to 30 and don't let you start creeping up on 40. And they like, girl, what's going on? Like, what's what's going on with you? Why you ain't got no kids yet? This, that, and the other. 
And so it's also just kind of like this insecurity thing when your partner, you be, some people attach their worth to that. And, and sometimes we also think that we are somehow not um, inadequate because we're not partner. And it's hard because we just been socialized that way. Um, and we socialize to also like go through desperate measures <laughs> to keep a partner, to have a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why love spells and this obsession with love has bothered me. Cause it's like, it's one thing to be obsessed with love and going to the tarot reader or the other type of reader and saying, when I'm gonna find my person, da, 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 da. It's another thing when you start getting like. You know, you start saying, no, I'm about to put this man name in a jar, bring him to me and keep him to me forever. Like, then that's a whole nother thing. It's like, no, have y'all talked about it, though? (laughs) Like, I have thought about people who are married doing binding spells that are mutual. And I feel like that wouldn't be like as messed up. I just feel like it needs to be consensual. Like if you're doing a binding spell, are y'all doing it for each other so y'all can stay together, maybe stay together for the kids, da 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 da. But then mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I was just thinking about. I feel like it's it's layered. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like modern day a binding spell would be good for like, you know, your kids to make sure that no one's gonna like take them away like the state or something is gonna take them away or yeah for your your partner if the two of you want to stay together for kids or just something like that like there are reasons why you may want to bind but I think it would be better if it was for protection and not for manipulation um I think the last thing I wanted to add is that sometimes spirit is trying to protect us And this is coming from somebody, I just started being honest with myself about wanting a a romantic companion. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've asked for for the past few years or I pray for, deal whatever for, a lot of it has happened in its own way or I'm on a path towards it happening to its full capacity, except for the romantic thing. And... A part of it is that I'm thinking that maybe it's really just not time. Like, I know it's annoying because, listen, I've been a single friend. I know it's annoying when your friends be married to have whole ass boot things telling you, girl, you ain't ready, da, 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 da. And it's like, it's easy for you to say. But sometimes it's really for, like, you really ain't. You got to ask yourself, am I codependent? Like, I'm I'm doing all this. My career is, is booming. And if somebody that I'm head over heels with comes in my life, will I be able to balance it with this other thing that I'm passionate about? And when I asked myself that question, I was like, man, I don't even know. Like, I can't even say definitively that I wouldn't let me being in love with somebody distract me from what I'm doing. And that's human. Like that doesn't make you bad. We all have to work on that. Especially if you've never been in love in a particular way before. So you have to get to a place where not only you fully honor, I don't want to say fully, cause you could be working on yourself and get with someone. But if you are a person who is like in your spiritual practice, it is about protecting yourself and it is about, um, manifesting a particular life for yourself. And if you actually put protections over your life, girl, anything, girl, whoever, <laughs> um, anything that you 
try to also add in that's not that's not aligned with that, it's not gonna happen. That means you covered. That's a good thing. It's gonna come eventually. That's my take. Okay, that don't mean I don't be sad sometimes. That don't mean I'm probably by the end of the night, I'm going to be wishing I had wine so I could just cry to slow jams because I'm alone. But I'm just saying, you got to be real with yourself. I wanted to talk about something that you said, and you mentioned it briefly. You were like, some people are still working on themselves and getting relationships. I Mm -hmm. really hate when people say, like, if you can't love yourself, you can't be in a relationship because I think I've been in a relationship for almost six years now. Um, and at the beginning I had a lot, <laughs> a lot, if we're being honest, up until like maybe a year ago, I had a lot of stuff going on and I had a lot of things that I had to work through. Um, but it wasn't until I got into this relationship and I saw someone else taking care of me that I was like, okay, maybe I need to be taking better care of myself. And if I wasn't in this relationship, I wouldn't have done the work that I needed to do to, you know, work on myself. So I really hate when people are like, you can't attract love if you don't have it. Because some people need it first to even know how to give it to themselves. I agree with you. And I'm glad you said that because that used to mess me up. Like, I used to tell myself that, well, you don't love yourself, so of course you don't deserve love. And that's why you won't find love. It's literally causes people to then internalize everything. Not only do you internalize being mistreated or abused because somebody telling you the reason you keep coming across this person or these type of people or the reason your last partner hurt you and did this and that is because you don't love yourself and it's your fault. And I'm just saying like, that's, that's really messed up to say. Because it's not true. Sometimes we just come in contact with terrible people. The way we handle it, if we stay in that situation too long, is that related to how we feel about ourselves? Yeah. But it's not our fault that we attracted that person. And we're human. (laughs) A lot of us stay too long in situations. Um, But it doesn't help when you tell people you have trouble with love and relationships because you don't love yourself. A lot of y'all secretly don't love yourself. You just got lucky enough to have somebody to <laughs> to carry around as an accessory to prove that you got it together. But we're all constantly working on ourselves in a particular way. So I'm glad you said that because I agree and y'all need to stop saying that to people. Yeah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to take a break? Yes, we can take a break. Thanks again for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're looking for other ways to support us, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hoodoo Plants and Instagram at Hoodoo Plant Mamas. You can also share new episodes with your friends. If you're into monthly donations, you can join our Patreon, where we share exclusive content like mini-sows, tarot readings, and spiritual lessons. If you prefer a one-time donation, you can give any amount you want on Cash App at Hoodoo Plant Mamas or PayPal at HoodooPlantMamas at gmail.com.
If you are interested in sponsoring an episode, you can email us at whodoplantmamas at gmail.com. We especially want to work with Black, Indigenous, POC-owned, and queer-owned businesses. But if you're a white business wanting to support the work of two Black women, we'll take that too. We have a new patron. Thank you so much, Keely, for joining our Patreon. Hey, Keely. So yeah, let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're back and I wanted to kind of have a wider conversation on dating and what that looks like for in the black community, for us who are black women, what dating looks like. So I was listening to an interview by, I'm not going to pronounce this right, but I'll try. I'll try my best. Uh, Ialosa Osunyemi Akalatunde, I believe. And she was talking about how West African traditions and spirituality, which if you are in the diaspora, you are more than likely of West African descent, um, how West African traditions and spirituality teaches us how to treat women. And in their culture, women are seen as the prizes. Like a man cannot come to a woman and her family empty handed. You have to come with something. So I was, when I heard that, I was like, okay, Dan. Um, because so often, if you're on Twitter, every two seconds, there's some man being like, we need to split the rent and um, women are asking for too much if they want a $200 meal and all of these things about black women. And I'm like, you know, I don't think black women are asking for too much. When we are like, we need um, a man to pay the bill. If that's what you need. If you need a man to pay your bills, that's not asking for too much. That's what you need to be with you. And I think about so many things. Like the statistics are unmarried women live longer than married women. And the reason being is because of men. (laughs) Men shorten your life in a lot of different ways. And unmarried women tend to be happier than married women. At least women who choose to be unmarried tend to be happier because, again, you're not dealing with a man. And I think about how much labor women have to do that isn't paid when women are in heterosexual relationships. And it's like, so of course a man needs to come with something. Otherwise, you're just asking a woman to like deteriorate herself for you. And I'm like, no. This is why I try to stay away from the heterosexual side of Twitter. <laughs> it's a lot, man. I it's weird because I mostly grew up with my grandmother who has never been married. And so growing up it's complicated because after talking to both of my grandmothers with their experiences with men. They were so much happier alone. That doesn't mean they didn't have to come near me and my grandma got a, a boo thing right now. But what I'm saying is <laughs> I was taught by the women who had the most impact on me that you don't you don't let a man destroy your soul. You don't let anybody, man, woman, whomever, who whatever gender, like when it's when it's not serving you anymore, you walk away and it might take some time. You know, it's not, this isn't 
Like, you know, one of my grandmothers talked to me about dealing with a violent husband for years. It took her a minute to walk away, but she said it was the best decision she ever made. Um, So that's not to say that it's not complicated, even with our grandparents. That's why every time I see people say this generation is different, people don't stay married for 20, 30 years, 40 years anymore. Yeah, because now women can have bank accounts and have jobs and vote, particularly black women. So yeah, I just, you know, my mom was in an abusive relationship. So I, I just, for me, I, I also learned through my grandma, through my mom's experiences, which might kind of, this isn't to push back against what you said, because I agree with what you said, but I also learned that even sometimes with a man taking care of you, there's a cost. So there still has to be some kind of boundary, like, is this person taking care of you or doing these things for you because they love you? Or is this manipulation? How is this person treating you? Because even if this person bring in everything to the table, how do they make you feel? How do they talk to you? How do they touch you? You know what I mean? And even with the whole men taking care of home, I, I think sometimes too, on the flip side, people think that because a man pays the bills and does all this stuff that gives him free reign over your life. Um, even, I mean, this can happen in queer relationships too. So I don't even want to, I mean, it's probably more prevalent in heterosexual relationships with men and women, but, um, any partner, just because they are the breadwinner, just because they're paying most of the bills, that doesn't mean that they allow, they're allowed to treat you a certain way. So it's also like, okay, if I'm letting you come in and pay my bills or help me with my bills. Because I don't want to be too dependent on a man. Personally. Or a, a woman. Um, or anybody. Um, it's like. You're doing this because you genuinely love me. And and that's. I think that's a lot of the problem. Where we. It's like it always has to be this weird power dynamic. Over money. And that kind of thing. And then women in particularly. Are supposed to be grateful for whatever. You know. Amen. <laughs> um, I do want to say, like, similar to your grandma, both of my grandmas divorced my grandfathers. Um, and one, up until she passed, she was single. She did have boyfriends, you know, here and there. And so did my other grandma, who's still alive. She also had boyfriends here and there. But um, I was grateful to have women who were honest with me about men and about the need to protect myself in a relationship with the man and that's like everything like physical protection all the way to financial like I know you were talking about early about financial abuse um and the need to have money tucked away in case you need to leave so just little things like that were reminders that like men I don't want to say men can't be trusted, but that men were not the end all be all. No, I agree. I think that like it was, it, it ties back into what you talked about earlier where people are binding themselves to, to men for protection or for um, economic reasons and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I like what you brought up uh, about uh, women being the prizes in West African cultures because 
this is another debate that happens on Twitter a lot about like who's the prize of me and a real real prize. I've seen um particularly cis hat men say that um there's more women and so it's uh there's more women in the world or in the country or whatever and so really we're the prize particularly if you're an educated man and you have money and this that and the other let me tell you something because i was under the very misguided assumption that education level and economic stability means that men may be improved the lie detector has determined that that was a ball-headed lie okay <laughs> like no it doesn't matter like you can get with a guy from that works at you know a working class guy and he'll treat you better he'll take he'll be a better partner like so it kills me when men think that they're the prize because they're a doctor or a lawyer, but y'all are, y'all still do the same thing. You know, you're still terrible partners. You're not very kind. That's really it. Me and a friend were just having this conversation on Facebook. Like a lot of y'all keep saying we be passing up. First of all, I'm not looking for a Russell Wilson, but y'all be saying that we passing up Russell Wilson's um every day. And no, we don't. My friend made a good point. She was like, most of the time, like, y'all don't have all three things. Y'all don't have, y'all aren't rich, fine, and and kind to the women in your lives. You think all you got to do is be fine or rich or both. What else? <laughs> How do you treat people? <laughs> yeah, they show up with money and think we are supposed to worship them. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I can make my own money. Sometimes they show up with less than that. So that's the thing. That goes back to how we are. We've just been socialized to think that we need someone by any means. It always makes me sad because people think that because you don't want someone that you have to take care of or somebody that's not in a particular um because you want somebody that's not unemployed or doesn't have a certain amount of money or whatever, that you're either a gold digger. Or you're worried about the wrong things. And it's like, for me, I can be that by myself. I can be broke, struggling. I can do that alone. If we're going to be in each other's life, how can we compliment each other beyond just the, yes, the intimacy is amazing. Yes, you bring me joy. I adore you. But what else? That is not going to make this relationship sustainable. How can how are we also making each other's lives easier? You know, that don't mean we got to be out here like Beyonce and Jay-Z. But I'm saying we we shouldn't be unless I mean, a pandemic happens. And so a lot of partners are maybe struggling. But I'm saying in general, why would we why would I willingly put myself in a situation with someone that I'm going to be doing the heavy lifting for financially if I wanted a baby or or a child? I could just do that. Why am I going to do that with a grown-up? Go back to your mom's house. Like, <laughs> I can't. And it's okay, but I see young girls sharing these weird memes about how... I, this meme that has been going around about wedding rings. Like, would you take a $40 wedding ring? And it's so petty because underneath it, for me, 
I, I mean, diamonds are cute and stuff, but give me my birthstone so I know it's real, you know? Bring me my birthstone <laughs> all bedazzled. But it's like, I, this I, underneath that is, is making women settle. Like, yeah, he could bring me a, he could bring me a $20 um, engagement ring because it's the thought that counts. It's not about that. I mean, fine, he ain't got to bring you a $10,000 engagement ring, but why is this always the thing that women have to make a decision about? You know? What if I brought you a knockoff of PlayStation 5 then? Or whatever y'all be playing. (laughs) How you gonna feel about that? I think, like, a lot of this is kind of... And everything goes back to colonialism and white supremacy. But a lot of this is just patriarchy. It's this overvaluing of men to the point that women are willing to degrade themselves because I'm like you know I think we if a man comes into our lives like our lives should not be harder I don't know about you I was always told love don't pay the bills so it don't it don't (laughs) (laughs) but um it it was like I, at least from the older women that told me that it was it was an act of protection because they were like you need to look for someone who's going to take care of you and it wasn't being like you are gonna have extremely high standards that was protection it was like having someone to help you pay the bills it's protection that that way you're not homeless and you have food to eat and when it's cold you have someplace warm to live you know like protection basic protection for survival something you were saying earlier reminded me like when I was younger I watched a lot of Oprah and Tyra and Steve Harvey and they were all just like every two seconds were like no one wants to date black women no one wants to date black women and I think that that internalization of that at least for me I was like nine and ten listening to this um so me thinking ahead like oh no one wants to be with me so when someone is with me, I need to be grateful and I need to be happy that I have this. Like even the first relationship I got into, I didn't even like the guy, but I had a friend who was like, no one else wants you. So you need to date him. So I dated him and I hated it, but I did it because I was like, no one else wants to be with me because I'm black and I'm a woman. So I, I have someone trying to be with me. I just need to accept it. So I think that's another reason why women are so eager to be like, so eager to be pick me's like, oh, if she wants a a $200 engagement ring, I'll take $100. And it's like, no, you deserve a nice ring too. You don't have to settle. You deserve to have your bills paid too. You don't have to pay 50% if that's not what you want to (laughs) do. Like you deserve to have these things. You are the prize. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't even think it was TV that told me that it was just like my experiences with dealing people, dealing with people who either flat out said or in their own ways indirectly that like you, because you are a black woman, because you are of a certain skin tone, because you are of a certain size, you're not good enough for me. Um, And that is the fact that I know that that's not just a me thing. That's so many black women go through that. And I'm not just talking about uh, cishet women. I'm talking about um, queer black women. I'm talking about trans black women. Like black women across the board, regardless of 
sexuality or whatever, people are always communicating to us in different ways that we're too dark, we're too fat, we're ha- our hair is too nappy, this, that, and the other. Like, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Even people that look like you, you know, they're uh, dark-skinned queer folks that be, they're colorist, they're fatphobic. It's, this is a like a really deeply ingrained societal problem. Um, and so it impacts black women and black um, queer folks or just black folks in general experiencing healthy love and being treated in a way that they deserve to be treated. So all of that is later. I hate to get all dark, but I'm just saying that's the truth of this love thing. That's why y'all out here is cooking spaghetti for people. And you need to stop that. <laughs> I think I think the, the world changes or at least relationship changes when we start viewing, especially like women start viewing ourselves as worthy of good love because then we won't be like, hey, this person doesn't meet my needs. I'm going to leave. Instead of being like, oh, he does this, this, and that, but it's okay. At least he's here. And I'm like, no, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be with someone who's going to love you and support you. Yeah, that I, I think we just need to get to a point where we value ourselves um, in a particular way where we don't feel like that we have to settle for different things. And I agree with what you said earlier, like, if you want somebody that's going to take care of most of the bills, I guarantee you can find you somebody like that. People call you a gold digger, but it's somebody out there waiting to take care of things. Right now, I'm waiting, okay, for somebody to fund me as a writer. Come sponsor me immediately, me <laughs> okay? The thing is, is that a lot of people, particularly mostly men, want to dominate women there are women that are out there that prefer a relationship where they submit to their husbands they're very traditional i ain't got nothing against that do what works for you as long as it's healthy um and there are women that's like nah we're equals whoever i'm with that's my equal we like whatever and instead of y'all focusing on the women that are aligned with that, you want to come over here and tell me and that I need, I need to submit to you or I need to be more humble. Like you're trying to humble uh, strong women, and then on the flip side, you got the women that want to be submissive, acting like we the problem. Like girl, you can have him, you can have him. He come like somebody made this point about how uh. <laughs> People always arguing about black feminists and what they doing to the black community and stuff. And the gag is y'all men be up in our DMs because they like a chase. They okay. love a challenge. Yes, they love a challenge. I can't tell you how many times I've experienced that like, beloved, I'm not the woman for you. You're looking for a Christian woman? Why you coming over here and you want you want to convert me? Like, nah, get get back. There, there, there are women out there for you. And that's the problem. They try to make it seem like women are the problem. Really, you are the problem. You are looking for, you are looking to make a woman that's not that woman for you be that type of woman. But some women will accommodate that. And I'm not. That's just because I know it's hella women out there that's going to fix your plate at the cookout. 
There's hella women out there that said apparently that they saving you in the house fire. Not to bring back that up, but y'all was on Twitter saying you would save your man and not your kids. So I'm just saying it's a woman out there for you, you know? That's my take on it. We done went down a rabbit hole, but I'm just saying let's do better. <laughs> but I, I do agree with you is that, and I've seen this in my own life, like men are so hell bent on getting a woman and like trying to change who she is to be like, I conquer. And I feel like that is what it's about. It's about a power thing. Like I've known men who would be like, you call yourself a feminist. I'm going to show you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no. Do you have anything else you want to add? My only thing I'm going to add, <laughs> I don't want to end on a serious note. I know this is for any cishead man who listen to this and your mamas be telling y'all to watch out for the spaghetti. I'm just saying, watch out for the chicken alfredo too. <laughs> I'm just saying the girls be going in on the chicken alfredo and I just feel like it's, it's sus, like it's suspicious. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, Alfredo sauce is easy to make. So that's probably why. <laughs> I'm just saying we get creative. You know what I mean? Like we <laughs> we have to get creative because y'all getting smart. Y'all be in our business. So I'm just saying the chicken <laughs> Alfredo is probably something else I'm not thinking about that y'all be cooking a lot for y'all boyfriends. Um, what older girl? Don't they be doing them chocolate covered strawberries? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they <laughs> y'all better watch out. <laughs> And if you go to her house and she got a little too much honey and you see some mason jars, I'm just saying, you better. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me quit. But um, yeah, that's all I got. Just just keep keep your eyes open and y'all stop <laughs> binding people to you. That's not for you. I promise it's usually never not. It's never worth it. I, I would. I'm willing to bet that it's not worth it in the long run. No, it's not. Men are not the prize. You are. You are the prize. All right. Well, if you like this episode, you can like, rate, and review Who Do Plant Mamas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use. We're now on iHeartRadio, so that's pretty cool. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll make sure to share it on the show. Um, Brie L. wrote to us, really enjoying this podcast so far, especially the Mississippi Miss episode. I love that you are rewriting the narrative we perceive to be true about Mississippi by speaking your truths and telling your stories, learning a lot, and looking forward to what is to come. Thank you, Brie. Thanks, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> If anything from the show resonated with you, make sure to share it with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Hoodoo Plants and Instagram at Hoodoo Plant Mamas. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll discuss decolonization within the Black community. Bye, all. Bye. <laughs>